I was about to say happy birthday. That is not, it is not your birthday yet, Amy. Um, but it is my dog growing up. Her birthday is today. Um, she's obviously not with us anymore because I had her when I was, I don't know, what grade? Fifth grade, maybe I got her. And then she died when we were seniors. Amy and I have known each other since we were 13. Yeah. All the awkward stages. Hey, Maura, Maura's here. She's in Raleigh, North Carolina. Carrie, Carrie, North Carolina. Same. I have a friend near Carrie. Yeah. 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 Anyway, me and Amy played soccer. I didn't do much playing. Amy did much playing. Um, Amy was a much better player than was me, but I was a good cheerleader on the side. So we not have that. lots of old stories, but that's not what we're here for. One, one of the wonderful things about having a friend who's also a therapist is that you can ask them questions about things that you're struggling with or like, why is something happening like this? Or, And one of the things that I've learned a lot about recently is just the, just about, um, having a neurodivergent brain. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't even know I had ADHD. I'm sure people who were therapists knew I had ADHD, but um, I officially got diagnosed five years ago, I think is when it was. So Amy, this is Amy Bryant. She is a professional counselor, licensed therapist, whatever, right? There's lots of ways Mm -hmm, to say it, but Mm -hmm. she knows what she's talking about. She's also, um, she is real and isn't gonna sugarcoat it. I was about to say color code it, but maybe not <laughs> color coded either. But we might, we might. But there are lots of things that I've felt comfortable enough to ask Amy about because we have a long history. But I also know what she's focused on, and so she does. Why don't you tell them, Amy? Welcome to Creatives Ignite. Why don't you, you tell them? A little bit about you and you're in Atlanta. I am. I'm in Atlanta and Diane and I are both ADHD and we have a long history. So we will do our best to to keep it on topic and minimize our storytelling about each other and ourselves, except where it's pertinent. Um, so, yes, I'm in Atlanta. Um, my business is Wild Child Counseling. I um mostly work with families who have an identified wild child. So this, they're, they're having struggles that show up either in wild behaviors or school refusal or things like that. But also um, it's about that own wild child within us, which is super relevant to those of us who suddenly discover in their 40s and 50s, or if you're lucky, teenagers and 20s, that you're neurodivergent, that there's something going on different about us that makes us feel like maybe we're wild when really we're just outside sort of that status quo. But maybe it's also about, um, we might think about wild as being defiant maybe or not. Um, But I also think that creatives, we kind of don't really fit in the box for normal people lots of times. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we're already on the outs, right? Hyperactive, um, Marissa. So we have maybe more energy. Um, Mm -hmm. we solve problems differently, uh, Mm -hmm. I think just as creatives, but some of that can be obviously frustrating to a parent who's trying to get, um, Amy, I do think you were my wildest friend. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, not wild. I think 
I don't think I was wild. Do you think I was wild? You were wild in your own way. You were uninhibited in ways that perhaps were different from other people. I was thinking about you on the soccer sidelines cheering us on like you were an animal wildcat. Yes, it was. I can see, hear, and feel it. I don't don't think of that as wild, I guess. I was just enthusiastic. (laughs) You were incredibly, wonderfully enthusiastic. Yes. Okay. So, but how, um, one of the things that I asked you recently was like, okay, everybody's talking about this executive functioning. I honestly Uh am a little offended with the whole executive. Like, I'm like, I'm like, what? I can't be a CEO then, or I'm stuck in a secretary job or like, it is offensive in a way. So I also was part of a group one time and they put me and some of my friends in this group called discovery. And I'm like, dude, I have had a business for 20 years. I do not think I'm in discovery, but I, we just embraced it and laugh about it and we're fine. Like it should have been group a, you know, like don't put people, whatever. Anyway, that's my own little thing. But for exec, I don't know if anybody has had that question. Like you hear all this, oh, you struggle with executive functioning. And I'm like, you know, I don't know what that means. And I look it up and I maybe I read something and it stills like over my head or it doesn't. So I Mm -hmm. asked Amy Mm -hmm. that. And anybody Mm -hmm. else have that question? You can just plop it in the chat. But Amy, could you tell me what you told me? Could you tell them? What you told well, me. I wish I had like memory recall and could <laughs> tell you exactly what I said. But so executive functioning is usually a part of this ADHD diagnosis. So if it's okay with you, I'm going to backtrack just a tiny bit because I think there's a part of this neurodiversity that's going to be really important for creatives to know because they might not know that they are neurodiverse and they might have a lot to unpack. And then they're definitely going to, well, I shouldn't say definitely, there's going to be things that they're going to be like light bulb, like, oh, okay. And so some of these things we've talked about that's totally related to executive functions, which has nothing to do about whether or not you can be a CEO or Mm. run a business. Um, ADHD people are brilliant at running businesses because we like to do a hundred things at once. And we like to cull tons of information and put it into this space right? That's how our brains work. Um, So like neurodiversity in general is just how people all over the world think, act, behave, communicate, how they visualize and process information. That's neurodiversity and we need it, right? We need different kinds of thinkers and actors, like behaviors and visualizing and all those things. That's what makes iPhones and beautiful paintings and amazing music and creative design and it gets us to the moon and right. But neurodivergence means that the world says this is all the things we should be able to do, but we diverge from that and we do things this way. And then of course, we typically get labeled with you're lazy, you're a slacker, you're bad, you're dumb, you're unmotivated you're not trying, you're not working hard enough, you're a procrastinator, you're a dreamer. And so we get those labels and we tend to hold it and apply it to ourselves instead of going like, no, you just Mm. actually don't understand how my brain works. Mm. Yes, Yes. shame labels, 100%. Mm -hmm. 
And so then instead of going, well, who am I? Where are my strengths? We go, well, I have to try harder. I have to do more. I, if I just really try, I can make this happen. Instead, we really have to back them and be like, who are we? So instead of pathologizing behaviors, which is what unfortunately my field does and schools do and adults in general for children do, what we need to be doing is going, what are their strengths? And let's put those strengths forward. What are their interests? Let's put their interests forward. No matter if you're 12 or 25 or 50 or 70, right? Whenever that is, um, that if instead, what can we do to put there? What supports do we need to minimize what's super hard and maximize what we're really good at, right? And so then when we go into the context of, of executive functioning, what executive functioning skills are you good at and which ones are difficult for you? Where do you need supports? And so um, I, because I'm ADHD, I have to have cheat sheets, right? Because when I'm super excited or passionate or talking in front of people, I'm gonna get so excited, I'll go off on a tangent. And so I have to be like, oh, right, here's the executive functions. So that's one of the ways I support myself. Um, I also have like, silly putty or this is thinking putty here for when I need to like get back regulated sensory stuff helps Diane stands a lot that's how she keeps her body focused and doing things sometimes I have to get up and stand too um so executive functionings organization can you get things organized but then also can you keep them organized and mm. can you find things so I can get things super organized, but I cannot tell you what I did and then maintain that. It all falls apart. So, so I'm just gonna, so for me, I, pretty messy, I guess, but I'm very organized in some ways that so mm -hmm. much so that at the end of my sister's freshman year, I had like organized her drawer and her desk. She mm -hmm. said, where's my address book? And I knew exactly where I had yeah. put it. Yeah. nine months later when yeah. she was at the end of spring semester and she was trying to get her friend's addresses before she came home for and so I was like it's in the back left corner you've probably put something over it but I could remember those things so I feel like I am organized but my brain is not so yeah everything's kind of out of place so I really need to know where things are. And I really do mm -hmm. use I don't know if anybody else is like that as mm -hmm. here as a creative like I really lean into my memory a lot. I think that you and I are different in this way, Amy, maybe. Um, well, so I'm the same. If I always know where things are, because I put them back in the same place. So like the refrigerator is a great example. I have to put the yogurt in the same place or it's going to get pushed to the back and go bad because I'm going to forget it's there because there's too much stuff in our refrigerator and there's so many people. I have to like put my bag on the hook or I'm going to lose it because I don't know where I put it. But like, I'm also the finder of the family. Um, and so that means like, hey, mom, do you know where the, yes, it's because mm -hmm. I see it and I remember. But if I'm working on something and then I'm like, oh, yeah, let me write that down. Oh, crap. What was I doing? Or mm -hmm. I walk out of the room to get something and I go, oh, what did I come in here for? Right. But that's another piece. So that is working memory. So your working memory is also an executive functioning what did I come into the room for? 
Um, can I store information and access it when I need it? So I know all this stuff, but I can't always access it when I need it. Now, if I'm riffing with you on Marco Polo, I probably can pull them up for the most part. Flexible thinking is another one. When something changes unexpectedly, can I go with it? Mm. I'm pretty good with flexible thinking. If the dog vomits at the floor and I was supposed to leave at 10 and I can't leave at noon and then I get there late, like I might get a little frustrated, but like, okay, that's fine. I think as creatives or if we're owning our own business, you own your own business, being able to be flexible. If you're a designer, Mm -hmm. illustrator, client, you don't have control of everything. So Mm -hmm. you have to be flexible, that flexible brain, I think, but that's a good, maybe interview question. Mm-hmm. Because if if that's going to be like a something that's going to shut down, and you're in a place where you mm-hmm. really have to keep that together, mm-hmm. that might not be a good, you know. Maybe again, it's looking at your strengths. Like, oh, we're not we're going to hire you because we love you, but we're going to put yeah. you in somewhere, and you're not going to have to deal with that if you're if you don't well, flex well. But also, if you struggle with flexible thinking, awareness is everything. So, mm-hmm. okay. Flexible thinking, it's not really, but if it were, flexible thinking is hard for me, so I'm going to pad in extra time, or I'm going to remind myself this may or may not work out, or I'm going to tell a friend, hey, this might not work out, and I might have big feelings, and I might need to text you and rant and rave in order to get to a place of flexible thinking, like, Mm. oh, this is going to be okay, right? And so there's ways we can put supports in there. If it's something that's difficult for us, it doesn't mean we can't do it. It means we need supports to get through it. So I guess like with executive function, with neurodiversity, this wasn't, these weren't terms that I was familiar with until more Mm -hmm. recently. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, I know you and I have had conversations on this and me and other people have had conversations on this too, where it feels like we've been like, you know, when we were in school, you just had to do it this way. You know, you had yeah. to behave like the other mm-hmm. people to just be able to mm-hmm. function. And and it's a little different now. And there are things that oh, no, schools are the same. You <laughs> still are... have to the schools haven't changed in 150 years. So. So, yeah. OK, so um, maybe some of the students have changed and what their needs are like. I didn't even know there was such a thing as school refusal, mm-hmm. um, but I don't have kids. So, you know, mm-hmm. but I didn't know somebody could, I mean, to be honest, I was happy to go to school, you know, like that's where my friends were and I could mm-hmm. be a little bit wilder, I guess, than I was at um, <laughs> home. Pretty, pretty yeah. straight lace there at the Gibbs house. You know, I would be like, y'all be quiet. Y'all be quiet. I'm going to get in trouble. Right. Shh, Amy. Yeah, yeah. Amy had a, a big, big voice. I'd rather go to Amy's house than her come to my house. Um, yeah. But, but so school was a release for me. Being mm-hmm. able to go to school was a release, mm-hmm. and I could function um, better than maybe other people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't didn't mean I was an A student. It just meant that I could fly under the radar more. Yes. Yes. So, but now you had the ability to, I had the ability, but now I think that there are other things. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, Judy doesn't want to go to school. I'm not going to go to school either. I don't think there's that, like the people that I know about school refusal, it's, it's a different thing. So 
And I, the reason why I'm, we're not talking about kids. We're not whatever, but, but it's like, okay, there are things that I didn't even know existed Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that are now, these are going to be the people that Mm -hmm. we're hiring. These are going to be how people we have to, uh, we have to adjust how we're thinking that it's not exactly the same as what Mm -hmm. it was when, when we were in school. Um, Yeah. This month is focused. We focused January, we, me and the people here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I focus the podcast, the show, whatever, the YouTube channel during January on mental health. Because I feel like it's gray and cold and mm-hmm. I don't know, it's harder after the holidays or whatever. So mm-hmm. I wanted, I want people to understand that asking for help, I mean, obviously we need to ask for help. If, if we're mm-hmm. having issues, if you don't know how to do something, ask for help, you know, try to figure it out a little bit, but then ask for mm-hmm. help. But why do so many people do you, and maybe creatives are um, a specific category here, but um, why do you think people have a hard time, maybe at this time of year, but why do you think people have a hard time asking for help for their mental health? Oh, I mean, unfortunately, it's still very stigmatized, right? Well, um, I mean, we're given we're given um, messaging at very early ages that we should just be able to do it, and we're supposed to be mm-hmm. independent. And again, all those all those messages, shaming messages of why can't you just do this? Why can't you just work harder? Why can't you just try harder? Um, why can't you make yourself? And so we're, we're not building, we're not building from our schools, a culture of reaching out for help. We're building a culture of shame. Schools are much more strict than they ever were before. Kids get in much bigger trouble than they did when we were younger for small infractions. Um, well, Maura said and, she was like, uh, she was called motor mouth and that was again, yeah. shaming. And so then that mm-hmm. made her be quiet. So then we wouldn't yeah. ask, we aren't going to. No, uh, absolutely. And so we've been told that this is something to our energy or mm-hmm. our weird brains, how we think it's something that we're, we're not um, able to explore as a mm-hmm. superpower. Sure. We're, we've been told that it's something that's bad that we need to fix and change instead of look how powerful this brain is. Look at it, what all it can do. Let's figure out what's hard so we can figure out how to support it. Right. Instead, we're, we're like, we have to be more organized, just be more disciplined. That's not actually what's going to help because it's not about, it's not about wanting. It's literally about ability. And in a world who says you have to do this, it becomes a disability because you're shamed for not being able to do it. Whereas otherwise it's just, yeah, my brain doesn't do that. So in for, what are some things that we could do if we were, if you, like, when would you tell somebody to reach out for help? Like if they're an entrepreneur and they're feeling maybe overwhelmed and they're like, I just need to soldier on, I just need to push through. Like, mm-hmm. when is it the right time? Like, I don't know if that's even, I feel like a yeah. lot of people just don't ask for help. They're like, oh, it needs to be a worse problem. But actually, if you ask for help when it's, it isn't blown out of proportion and you can still, you know, do things, then maybe that's when. 
Yeah, I I think um I think it's really hard for us to reach out for help. I mean, I'm I I'm a therapist in therapy. I think therapy is the most brilliant thing ever. Um and of course finding the right therapist or the right executive functioning coach or whomever just just recognizing that you you wake up and you're like crap what is today gonna bring or going I kind of wish I could fall asleep and not wake up for weeks or I wish I could go on vacation for five or six months or I really wish I could escape this I really wish I wasn't feeling overwhelmed every day I wish every day wasn't a struggle or every day in five days was a struggle I wish I didn't feel like I was crawling out of my skin. I wish I didn't feel inept, incapable, um, mm. like I'm a bad person. I wish I didn't feel like I can't get a handle on things. I wish I didn't feel like I was a hot mess. Yeah, but like, how do you do? You type that into the the Google and are like, find me a counselor to help. How me do you find mess? help? Yeah. Yes. How do you find help? And I don't really know, like, I didn't even know that there was an executive functioning coach or executive function therapist. Like, I I think it's tricky. I'm not going to lie. I think a lot of people are saying, get a planner and get more organized. This is dumb. This isn't going to fix my executive functioning things, but it will help me. I'll tell you what. I use cards every day. I get out a card and I say, what do I have to do? And then I put notes on it to remind myself as I go. And at the end of the day, I look at it and I go, well, I'll just add these to tomorrow. That's good. Right? But it's something, right? Look at all these people. And I got to let Jack in. Say, he just keeps scratching. Keep going. Yes, keep going. do. Let him in. Let him in. I also just want to say that, like, I don't consider myself an expert. Neurodiversity and how the brain works is something we are always learning more about. The more we learn, the more we realize we have to expand this idea of what it means. What does it mean to lean into what our strengths are? Um, So someone asked, what is the balance between leaning into your strengths but challenging ourselves to grow in areas of weaknesses? Well, There's a difference between things that are difficult, what's our growing edge, and what is something our brain actually can't do, right? Okay, so so in that, what, because I'd never heard of that growing edge. Maybe I need it. (laughs) Anyway, I mean, okay, so I I like to use myself. Um, My growing edge is knowing that... Oh, gosh. Well, this would have to be a lot of self-reflection. Um, let, let me see if I can use my working memory to pull up an example. I have plenty. Um, my growing edge would be feeling overwhelmed, knowing that when I in that space, sometimes when lots of people are asking things from me, I can't I say I can't word. Right. I can't access the language I need in that moment. And in, and instead of going, everybody shut it, my growing edge is to go, I need a second. I can't find my words. Or I just say, I can't word. I'll be back. Right. And to know, to, to give my body and brain honor and say, this is hard for me. Nothing bad. I'm not coming to any harm. But it's okay for me to honor my own needs in this moment and say, I'll be back. Going to get water 
doing some wall push-ups, playing with some putty, petting the dog, whatever I need to get my body back into a state of regulation or back into my window of tolerance is what, you know, Dr. Dan Siegel talks about. Um, what do I need in that moment to honor myself so that I can move back into relationship or back into work or back into what the thing is? And I think the growing edge is knowing the difference between what is within your ability and what is just something you actually need help with. Okay. Um, so how do you test that? Like to okay. see if it's a something you need help with, something that your brain doesn't do or because if it's, I don't know if it's something yeah, I can so, learn or if it's something that I'm going to have to. So and it's also a quality of life issue, right? Could you do it? Let's face it. ADHD people can do a bleep ton of things. <laughs> Look at that. I bleeped oh, myself. Um, right. They can do so many things. It's not that I can't do those Some things it's that I hate doing them. And like, should I always push through and do the things I hate? I don't think so. Why? Why? Why do we make ourselves do things we hate? Sometimes we have to, right? I have to write case notes. I don't always like it, but I don't hate it. I hate cooking and washing dishes. Yeah, Sometimes we make I just friends, don't do them. not meals. <laughs> yeah. So here's some questions. So here's some know your strengths questions. So your, what do you look forward to? Okay. What do you really look forward to? What is easy to start? What's really easy to just move right into doing? What's easy to accomplish or complete? So not just starting something, but what's easy to finish? You don't have to write them down. I can email them to you. Okay. It does help me to, this is a processing oh, yeah. feel, for me. Feel free also. to write it. So, so you, you also knew Gay or have read Gay Hendricks yes. and yeah. I got to interview him for camp and I told him, yeah. I was like, my friend Amy would really like for you to say, Hey, Amy or something, or I don't remember. But <laughs> so if you're, when you say that what's easy to finish or, yeah. um, I think about, he talks about like your genius zone. So to me, yeah. when I think about yeah. only living in that, it actually stresses me out. Like I get, I don't, I don't know. There are sometimes it's really nice to just rake or to clean yeah. the bathroom. Yeah. Or, um, like it's, it is a, I know that's not my genius zone. And then in a way, I guess it makes me feel bad if I'm not living in that, that but it helps me to process. It just helps. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I do it as a, as a, I don't want to do that other thing. I'm going to so, go to the bathroom. But that is actually how you regulate. That's what okay. puts your body into a state of regulation. So ADHD is this really crappy term, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. That's actually not at all what it is. You don't have a deficit of attention because sometimes you get lost doing things you deeply love. Mm -hmm. And so you, what it is, is it's a regulatory difficulty. I can't regulate my attention. So if it's something I hate, no matter how much I want to, I can't make myself sit down and do it. I can't make myself read it. I can't make myself learn it. I can't make myself pay attention to it. 
I could play with putty all day and not be able to pay attention to someone doing math theory. I just can't do it. I'm not bad in math, but it's so boring to me. But other people love it because that's right. their special interest, right? It's also not hyperactivity. It's about not being able to regulate your energy. So sometimes I'm super excited and I'm dancing around the house. And when I was little, I would have to climb to the top of a door frame to brush my teeth. Or if I was going someplace, I was always running. Alternately, sometimes I can't get off the couch because I can't regulate my energy. I can't regulate my attention. I also, regulating your emotions is hard. Whether you're six or 16 or 26 or 50, that regulatory piece in our brain has a harder time when we're ADHD. It's not that we can't pay attention or focus or get things done. We have a harder time regulating, which is why special interests are so important for people who are ADHD. You like to draw, you like doing digital creative things. You like, I like learning about the brain. Um, there's things I could read about and talk about and learn about all day long. That's not true. Cause then I also want to go for a paddle board or a walk or whatever. So, um, so in this to me, yeah. I'm hearing, okay, maybe there's some language that we need. So mm-hmm. we're searching, we're going to watching things like this or so listening. how to find people. How, Is that how, where we're heading back? Yeah. To? And okay. how to like find the, the words to be able to, yeah. I feel like, okay, this is a, a analogy for designers, I guess, or for mm-hmm. people who use Photoshop mm-hmm. or you're in web. And mm-hmm. I didn't know, I don't know what all those are called until you teach me it's mm-hmm. called this. I don't yep. know. So I don't know yep. what to search for. This yeah. is my biggest problem. So, yeah. So psychology today has a great search engine. Um And you can find someone in your area, you can search by zip code. um, And I would look for like someone who can help with ADHD. I'm personally not a fan of cognitive behavioral therapy because the problem is not with will and behavior. The problem is with ability. What you wanna find is Mm. someone who, thank you for putting that in there. The problem is finding out where your strengths are and what's difficult. So the other thing to think about is here's some what's difficult for you questions. Okay. Right. So what do you find really hard to start? Taxes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my gosh, how hard is it to do that? Um, what do you hate doing? What do you just, oh, I just can't. Just the thought of it makes me angry or makes me want to take a nap or wants me, makes me want to go outside and rake, right? Whatever. Or put off doing maybe even like. A, yeah. What do you put off doing? Yeah. What do you dread? What do you procrastinate on? Um, what do you find yourself starting and stopping that feels really effortful, even if it's in your skill set, Right. Taxes, billing, laundry, cooking, case notes. Um, and then, and, and keeping that there, right? So when you're exploring these things and you notice what's difficult, then you go, okay, this, this is not because I don't want to be able to do these things. It's just how my brain works. 
So how do I support myself? Um, when I am trying to get something done I hate, I put my computer on my lap and I sit in front of the TV on something that's somewhat interesting, but not like I like The Walking Dead. So nothing like The Walking Dead where I just get lost in it and end up laying down on the couch and watching it. Um, so that then I can like start typing. And before I know it, my attention has gone from the TV to my computer and I'm immersed in it. And my husband luckily will come by and pause and pause the TV for me because he knows that's how my brain works, right? Um, or I just rewind later. Um, I, if I need to concentrate or get regulated to talk, I get some sort of sensory input. Or if I know I have to do something, or if you know you have to do something, Diane, going outside and raking gets you into your window of tolerance so that then you can go in and engage on it. But you should set it up. You get everything ready to get to work before you go outside and do the thing that you want to do to avoid the work. So procrastination is not really a thing and motivation is not really a thing. All that means is you're dysregulated, that you're not in your window of tolerance, which means you can't concentrate, which means you can't engage, you can't be your best self, you can't be in, attached to your thinking part of your brain. Okay, so that makes a ton of sense. So then I have these answers to these questions, then what do mm -hmm. I do with those to find out if I need help or if I could just mm -hmm. read a book or mm -hmm. like what level of help? Like psychology today, if I go to psychology today and I type in, I look forward to, I don't, so you, this psychology is what I mean, today, like, It has a search engine. So you're going to click on things like, ADHD or, you know, there's so many different types of neurodivergences, Tourette's, OCD, um, autism, lots and lots of different types of neurodivergences. Um, and then you're going to look on people's website to see, are they neurodivergent, affirming and inclusive? That would be my number one thing. The last thing you want is someone who goes, I help you develop a checklist and then send you on your way. Okay. So, so I want to um, go back to a couple of things that have been in the chat. So Dee said something about yes. her two kids. She, she was, is neurodivergent. And then she had to watch her kids who were also that way, just think yeah. differently, have to go through the same thing. Very painful. And then Maura yeah. was talking about how um, she was called motor mouth. I was too, Maura. So I'm Me with too. you. So then, but then her daughter, so that as a parent or as somebody, maybe you're asking somebody in your business or somebody who yeah. works with you to do something. And she said her daughter was called out for not wanting to change stations. I yeah. can see this, right? Like, um, yeah, no, I have a rhythm. I have a, we're going to change everything I'm, at the office. Yeah. We're going to start doing this, this other way. And it's like, oh, this really well, could be dysregulating. Well, yes, moving from perfect. one task to another because they're so immersed and engaged. They can't regulate their brain to pull back from that task and start a new one. It's so hard to get engaged that by the time you do, you look up and you're like, I, I already have to change. I'm immersed in it. I don't want to. I'm. This is what I want to be doing. And that's why those stations just don't work for some kids when what they should be able to do is go, I'm going to study this all day or until they're done with it, right? Um, and finding schools that respect a child's 
um, brain is really hard. And it's hard for college students and it's hard for students who decide not to go to college and go learn to do something else in some different way. Um, my whole family is neurodivergent. Yeah, and it could so. also be hard when if you're at work and you're um, somebody above you is trying to get you to do something different. Um, yep. you, it's not that you're not willing to try. You are. But then it's being able to say, you know, I work better like this or being able to have the words. Yes to be able to say that Self and stand advocacy. up. Self-advocacy is so important. Like, I know you want me to do it this way. I will have an easier time doing it this way. And also, you know, I think it's so important to remember that you guys are adults. You are your own authority, even if you have a boss. They hired you to do a job. And your job is to do the job, not to do the job their way. And that can be the tricky space and a super uncomfortable conversation. But also you're as much an authority as they are. And we forget that. So then, so if, if, if I'm looking for a counselor and it, yeah. I'm still putting in the terms that I either know or don't know. So maybe there's some sort of, like, how would you, what if you don't know if you're, neurodivergent or you don't know so, if you like you like you're having trouble just mm -hmm. say like I'm having trouble my boss is wanting me to change stations you know like mm -hmm. switch tasks I don't know how to do or, this yes or I'm having trouble with something that it seems like all my colleagues are or all the my friends that are designers are able to do this like my taxes or something right like why do I have such this beat up myself on this thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have the words for it. So I, I don't really know. I guess I'm like, I don't know what to search. And then I'm just stuck in this puddle that I don't ever get out of. And then somehow in January, it feels even worse because everybody's setting these goals and doing well, all these things. And yeah. then it's just more of that kind of like, oh man, I am yeah. not like everybody else. Which one doesn't fit in the box? Yeah. I mean, you know, my New Year's resolution this year was to be less efficient. I thought you said um, money's resolution. And I was like, no, what? less sufficient and less, um, less efficient. And one other word that like, um, was super freeing. Like, I want to do more things that are important to me and stop trying to do everything for everybody else. And I'm not, a. I mean, I, I do, I'm a therapist, I'm a helper, right? That's what I do. Um, yeah. So it's really hard, right? When you're labeled difficult to work with. And I that's why just... it's important. We, it, it, you're going to be the most difficult to work with when you're trying to do things that your brain wasn't designed to do in ways that your brain wasn't designed to do them. And so when you're advocating for yourself, this is as important as seeing a therapist. And maybe you see a therapist who can help you learn to advocate. What is the language I use to advocate for myself? I want to get to know myself and my strengths and my weaknesses. And in some ways, that's way better than an executive functioning coach. Um, so then you go, look, I really want to do this job well. And this is how my brain works. This is what I'm good at. And this is what's hard for me. And I would love, you know, um, and figuring that out based on those 
those things we talked about is going to be really important to really explore who are you? What's good about you? What are you really good at? And then what's harder for you? And then going to your boss and saying, this is hard. So Matt has a a great comment. Just learning how to manage and operate our brains in a productive way feels like an additional full-time job while you're doing life and a full-time job. So this is where I think people start shutting down and um, isolating and it, Absolutely. I just think it keeps getting worse. And then you end up in the hospital because you're sick because yucky stuff. I mean, it just continues Absolutely. to get worse. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the challenge. So when you're thinking about your full-time job and thinking about um, trying to just life, really thinking about like the the big picture is here. How can we be kind and compassionate to ourselves instead of continuing on that shame and self-blame spiral? How can we say, you know, this, this isn't really about me um, trying to manage my brain. It's about me trying to embrace who I am at my core from my brain to my toes that was a weird statement, but you know what I mean? Like, but like, I want to get things done. If sure. Sometimes we have to explore what actually is working. I think. Yeah. Um, and maybe that for some people that happens a lot earlier in life, but maybe we've just been masking or. Um, yes. So much have, masking. We haven't been, we haven't enabled ourselves to really explore what, um, what could work. So if you were a coworker or a parent yeah. or something, it maybe it's yeah. giving people opportunities to try out like what how could we help someone to explore what does work for them? Because I think about this yeah. and you and I have had many conversations about me trying to get students to do certain things. And since I have two students, I mean two alumni in here, I am mm-hmm. not an easy teacher. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. um and i think it works for some people for some people not so much but sure i had a teacher who kept pushing they were like but you have to get this done diane mm-hmm. and in a way i'm really glad he pushed yeah because i was able to find a thing that worked for me yeah yeah and it, it was less about doing it his way and it was just about getting it done my way yeah. um yeah but i can see how that could be very frustrating but if you're ending up in the same place it doesn't really matter but maybe we need to give people a little bit more grace to do it a different way or or if we are they're trying to help us do something a new way or they want us to try their way we should at least be flexible enough to try it and then say here's why Mm -hmm. it doesn't work what what else but what how would you help if somebody right. else wanted to do something, they were, you wanted someone to do something. Mm-hmm. And um, this could be a colleague or a, a somebody, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, what would give them space? I, I mean, so I really like, so this person says, I know how to see flow, right? I would ask like, here's the, here's the job. What parts of this? Do you feel like you can do and manage well? And what, where do you need supports? I, that's what I would say, you know, 
have them assess, have them be real. How do we open space up for people to do things that are within their strengths? So like the tools are always, if once you know your strengths and your challenges, where can you pull in support? What tasks can you pass off or trade with someone else? Whether you're a manager or a teacher or a mom, right? If we're managing our families, um, you know, can I hire a CPA, right? So if you're trying to get a student or someone to do something, okay, so here's the whole project, which parts are you are going to be easy for you? What parts are going to be hard? And how do we have space to say, of course, there's going to be parts that are hard, right? Like It's like Matt said, everyone is trying to operate their brains and none of them come with instructions or manuals, but we can hold space to be curious and to explore. So I have, um, a because, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. There you go. Yeah, so, um, so Regime, did I say your mm -hmm. name correctly? Yeah, that's true. Um, says like, I know how to flow in the process, but it's difficult to delegate tasks. And so knowing that delegating tasks is hard, is fantastic, right? I don't have the solution for that. Can you delegate someone to delegate tasks? Here's everything that needs to be done. I am terrible with delegating tasks. Um, my delegation of tasks is, honey, I can't wash one more dish and then leaving the kitchen. That, that's the best I can do sometimes. I mean, we, we work together, but. So I had a student who um, yeah. said, I don't want to take web design. Well, it was part of it. And it, I could tell it was just like they were here. And if I asked yeah. them to do one more thing and yeah. I said, well, she loved to do cut paper. I was like, why don't you yeah. just design your stuff on paper? And then we could scan yeah. it in and that could be the backgrounds or you have the pieces like you've already. Yeah. She's like, I can do that. And I was like, why not? Like, I think that sometimes yeah. we're not thinking that outside the box, right? And you were able to see her. Yes. And some people can't think outside the box, right? Some people need help. Even as creatives, we still get stuck in here. Right. It right? has to be this way. And, and then, so you were able to go, well, you know, she likes cut paper. I think that's the word you used. Mm -hmm. And so you helped her expand it. That's exactly it. Right. So you answered your own question. Um, how do we assign things that are difficult to us to someone else? Right. How do mm -hmm. we delegate tasks? How do we set ourselves up for success? So that means knowing and accepting your limitations, right? That's one of the ways we set ourselves up for success. Um, I turn on phone reminders, like one of mine just reminded me to go get my kids. But you already got her, <laughs> I, right? I already I got her earlier. Yeah, she comes. <laughs> um she's a teenager, she's not really a kid, but she's you know, she's my kid. Um, I have every night it goes off to remind me to take my medications. Every morning it goes off and reminds me to take my medications. Like, I wish I could remember. I'm set up to remember, but I don't remember. So I, I set an alarm. I have these right next to my desk because I know I'm going to need to write something down and I just grab it and do it. So is that like the remembering or the... Yeah. Um, is that executive functioning issues? Yes. It's a, it's working memory. Yeah. That's okay. working memory. Um, so like the working memory thing is so interesting, right? It's, and also like, can you 
execute a plan that has multiple steps. So like some people can go like, oh yeah, a peanut butter sandwich. And they know what that is, but they don't actually can't do all the tasks to make it. This is literally an executive functioning. You have to get the bread, the peanut butter, the jelly, and then you have to open everything. And then you have to get the bread out and you have to put the peanut butter and jelly on. And are you getting it on the side so that the sandwich fits together correctly? I mean, if not, it, and you you have flexible thinking, it doesn't matter. But then like, what if you also want marshmallows and bananas on it, but you put the bananas on before the peanut butter and then you can't spread the peanut butter, right? That's a whole executive functioning, being able to plan and execute something. And then how do you put it together without the bananas and stuff falling off? And then if you forget to cut it and you take a bite, do you have enough flexible thinking to be okay with the bite being a part of the cut, right? All of that is executive functioning. Are you impulsive? Yes. <laughs> So impulsivity is an executive function because it's not being able to control your impulses? In inhibition. Inhibition is, yes. Yeah. Wait, inhibition. inhibition? I thought inhibition was... Are you able to inhibit your impulses? Oh, I can yeah. inhibit some, but some things are not. Same. Sometimes I'm really good at it. Sometimes I'm not. If I'm stressed out, all my executive functioning things are more exacerbated. I'm less emotionally regulated. I have poor working memory. Okay, so I'm going back to this because I feel like yes, I, yes. I don't have an answer to this. So I go to psychology today or whatever. There's and not, I, here's the deal. There's <laughs> not a single answer. That's why. But I'm supposed because to search not. and then I'm looking at what they focus on. Yeah. And if so they have a ton in. of everything, maybe they don't focus on anything. You want someone who's neurodiversity affirming and inclusive. That's okay. what I would be searching for. I would ask at your school if they have a school counseling program that you could work for. I would ask um, friends. I would get on. I, I belong to a bunch of groups on Facebook with moms. I ask them who you like. Mm. Um, I have word of mouth is a great way. But then you also want to talk to three people at a minimum. You want to call three people. You want to get them on the phone. You want to trust your deep inner knowing. Like, does this people, do I feel heard, mm. seen, and valued? Or do I feel like I'm getting a sales job? Or do I feel like they're just trying to tell me what to do? Or they're trying to fix me? Or are they really like, ooh, yeah, let's figure out what your strengths and weaknesses are. Let's figure out what you need so that the things that are hard for you aren't so overwhelming. You want to feel super held by this person. Like we can do this together and I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers, even in what we're talking about. Right. But I can partner with someone and help them figure it out. So I feel like because so much of just growing up or so much of it's just there hasn't been a solution there or I haven't yeah. found somebody no. who could help me. And I yeah. don't know if other people feel like this. It just feels yeah. like there's nobody to help me. I just need to be okay oh. with this. You know, like well, I feel like that this could be where people are. And I feel like, oh, well, yeah. I'm, I need to just do more 
self-regulation or something because I feel so at one time I was talking to my friend Rafi and I was like, oh, I've got to change all the names of these files. And he's like, oh, Diane, there's an easy way to do that. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you can do it all at once. I was like, what? Like, I didn't know it existed. Yeah. And that's what I feel like um, some of these things are like. Yeah, but Absolutely. you need you need somebody who's tuned in that can. Yeah that can work with you that because it's, I know it seems sort of hopeless at uh, what it feels like, because maybe Mm -hmm. I've gotten help in the past, but they haven't really helped this thing. Well, you're not going to fix it. You also have to change that idea that you're going to fix it or that it even needs to be fixed. Right. How do we let go of this idea that we can, do and be everything Mm. even if we want to do and be everything we can so what if we pick and choose the things that we freaking like Mm -hmm. how do we prioritize doing those things that feel good that we get deep enjoyment from i love being a therapist love it i have certain clients with certain challenges that I am almost always going to make room for because they're my passion. Like, can you dive deep into your passions and, and prioritize those and find some way to go, I can't do it all. Who Mm -hmm. can I trade with or give this to, or can I just, do I give this up? I used to have a huge email list and I'm like, I dread writing that email every month. And I was like, I'm done with it, right? So it's I like think, 15,000 people on my email list. And I was like, I can't, I can't. It's making so, me crazy. So I think that that's really important. So the things that we're really avoiding are the things, but we do need to talk to people about. So say it yeah. was that I like to do logos. Everybody knows I don't like to do logos. Yeah. So I partner with somebody who's going to do the logo. I farm that out maybe. Yeah. Instead of having to feel like I have to do every single part of totally. the the design thing. Yeah. Even though you, you are, can make a logo. Absolutely. And I've made plenty, but it's right. not, it stresses me out. <laughs> so, but making yeah. a website is really fun for me. It is yeah. not super fast, um, but I like the way I work with people on making mm-hmm. a website for, for, somebody who's really so say i'm really good at this one thing but i'm not i don't have words to explain it well Mm -hmm. would you tell me to just continue like maybe get get some professional help in this just to be able Mm -hmm. to explain because this is like a business thing but it's also that you're not living into your the thing that you're doing a whole bunch of other things that aren't Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. you're great at Mm -hmm. what would you say Okay, so I, I'm going to talk to you because I know you. So you you and I are verbal processors. We find the words by talking about it. Right. So for you, I would say you call me up and you're like, I don't know the words for these. And I'd be like, okay, we'll say more about it. Right. And then together we would figure it out or you would come up with the words and then we'd write it down like crazy maniacs. And I mean that in a positive, non-psychological way. And um and, and then you would come up with your words. But for you, you have to verbally mm-hmm. get 
to those words because that's how your brain works, mm-hmm. right? Like I can write, I do write, I love to write, but sometimes I also have to talk, right? Like we Marco Polo all the time and I come up with things and I go, right, but oh yeah, that is what I believe where I go, oh yeah, I don't believe that, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just how your brain works. So like Matt says, I can run a business for 25 years and work with multiple co- clients on complicated projects with a variety of deadlines and making custom artwork. And yet sandwiches seem really more difficult at times because that's just how your brain works, right? And so then you know that that whatever that executive functioning skill is that my working memory won't give to me right now um, is difficult for your brain, right? And so then what you could do, not if you don't mind me saying, is you could take pictures of the steps and you just put those pictures right on the refrigerator so that you can take them down and use it so that you don't have to overtax your brain, mm. right? You could even probably Google how to make a sandwich and it would put the steps up there for you so that you don't always have to be making yourself exhausted by having to overthink everything. Mm. I think that I think there's so many things for me that have been... Um, like, oh, yes, yeah, he's a great you illustrator. You totally he's, illustrate them. That so, would be amazing. So when you're, when there are things that I know, I know the word for that I've spoken about or I've been able to listen to and now I mm-hmm. have this word, now I can go and find somebody who could help me with this. Sure, um, yeah. And it yeah. maybe is just helping to accept that I have this and then come up yeah. with some, like you have alarms to help you with memory. Yeah. For yeah. time blindness, maybe I need something like a cube that doesn't let me go too long in yeah. a whatever. Yeah. But I need to see what works. And maybe somebody else yeah. will be like my friend Rafi and be like, you don't have to do each one of those individually. Yes. You can do them all Someone at once, else right? have a solution. But yeah. I need, but I, instead of just saying, this is how I am, I'm accepting and I'm not going to say it out loud. I need to find somebody who can maybe help me with different um, different tasks. And it may not be the same therapist for each different yeah. thing also. I think mm-hmm. that that's one thing, uh, old brain kind of, or yes. um, uh, I have the same therapist for 25 years. I'm yeah. not sure that that's... It might not even be a therapist. I mean, honestly, your therapist is going to help you unpack all that shame crap that we're holding on to. All those labels of I'm lazy or stupid or I'm a slacker. Slacker is my big one. Oh, I'm such a slacker. I can tell you I'm not a slacker. But that word lives in my brain and body, right? That I'm a slacker. It's just not the truth. I would never think of you like that. but Or lazy. I, you, like none yeah. of those, right? But they live in us. And how do we, you know, the the science says that the body keeps the score, that our body holds on to these old wounds and these old things, these old messages. And how do we move it out of our brain and body? How do we let them go and be like, screw that. That is so not true. You know, I'm going to live my passionate, amazing life. I think as an entrepreneur, when I hear that, it feels a little woo-woo-y, woo-woo-y whatever. It's like, ah, but Amy, I can't make money. The body like keeps that. the score. Wait, no, part? no, no. Oh. The, I'm going to live my, whatever you said, like my full life. And sure. I, right. So, cause she's somebody who I've loved for many, many, many years. She knows I can be 
myself say that like, Oh, Amy, but I can't make a living like that. Right. And I know that some of those are limiting beliefs, but I also feel like, I don't, yeah, if I know, but absolutely. Right. Those things have to get done. They don't have to get done by you. Ah, (laughs) she's looking at me like I, you need to take this in long-term memory there, Diane. No, I get it. I say this, I do my own Instagram. I'm not good at it, but I like it, which is why I do it. Right? Right. Because it's fun to be creative. Oh, Diane, therapy is in session. <laughs> yes, it is. But it, but that's good. Like, I think, but it's, it's also those things that are really triggering that, um, and Megan is my mini me. Um, she says, I feel like I'm like Diane, like suture someone else. Suture? Sure, sure someone, someone else, else can else. do it, but they won't. But it's so really I will. hard, and, right? And so we, yeah. Megan's, like we are like, like, and it just feels yeah. like a little too, it feels like a lot for, for me. Yeah where does something feel like it's too much? And I'm like, yeah. nobody else is going to do it. I'm going to have to do it. Um, yeah. And it's one, delegating is hard. Delegate, right? right? Because I don't yeah. want to impose on somebody and they don't want to mm. do it. It really needs to be done. It's important. I don't want to do it, but I do it. And I know Megan does that too. But like, yeah. if you're, if you are in I'm I'm trying to think about this, like with, like, I would love to make money with things that I was illustrating that I was licensing, not somebody saying, Hey, can you draw this robot? No, I really don't want to draw your robots. I want to draw Mm -hmm. my robots, you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but, but there's another piece. I have to go out, I have to create the, you know, collections and then Mm -hmm. I have to go out and sell it to someone. And then why is it so much easier for me to sell a website than it is because it has to do with value or it's me putting myself on the line. So maybe those are things I could get help with Mm -hmm. in dealing with. And then maybe that is something that I delegate. Hey, get an art agent and that art agent's going to sell the work. Yeah, exactly. But sometimes I don't know that there are those things. Like Rafi was like, you don't have to rename every single one, right? But I need to talk to people because maybe it's a really fast, quick thing. But I also think, what I tend to do, and Amy knows this, is I'll just take it on. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is. And I just move forward until I can't crash. anymore. Mm-hmm. Right? To, to sure. Crash, and then you get right? burnout. Yeah. And burnout is a real thing. Um, and coming off of the holidays, you know, November, December, New Year's, all this pressure to change up our lives and be better. I don't know. Maybe sometimes we need to stop striving to be better and we need to go, I'm all right. <laughs> right. I'm all right. I'm all right. You know, this yeah. growth mindset, I don't know, can be kind of exhausting. <laughs> That's true. Right? What if it- we go, what if we assume we're going to grow without striving for it? Well, I think for me, growth mindset is that I'm not stuck in this one thing. Sure. I, it's, yeah. I think it's fixed mindset and growth mindset. Fixed is like, I was born this way. I am this way. 
this is who I am. Growth is, mm-hmm. I can change. You know, there is a possibility. I'm not going to be stuck like this some, for the rest of my life. I think there's something in between. I think there's acceptance of who we are and how our brain works. And then going, oh, sometimes I'm kind of a jerk when, or, mm. um, you know, but I don't know if it always means doing things harder. Yeah. I, I mean, I hope it doesn't, but that's what, there's so much of my life. It's just been oh, this is just another hard thing Diane has to do. And I just have to, yeah. just have to do it. And, and I do do that. I just sure. push on I and I'm yeah. I, right. But if I think about, so I like these, what do I look forward to? What's easy to start mm-hmm. instead of like limiting, like I can't make money doing blank, you know, like yeah. maybe you can, maybe there's maybe a Rafi solution that makes the thing, yeah. you know, the things <laughs> that I can't it. imagine it being that he's like, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, but it, I just needed, yeah. to, I needed to um, tell him something that I was trying to do that was frustrating. And he was like, you don't have to do that. So it was me being vulnerable to someone. So yeah. again, maybe trying out some of these different people who could help me with time blindness or help me with some things that could possibly help. Mm. I do. I do realize that another thing is the things that annoy me that people are asking or, yeah, you know, like, why is that a trigger for me? You know, like, cause you're taxed. Yeah. Because you're taxed. That's why sometimes it's a trigger cause it's an old thing, but usually it's because we're just taxed and we can't do anything else. Well, and sometimes it just feels fake. Like if somebody's asking mm-hmm. something and they're trying to be authentic and really help me, but they're using the same words, the same questions that, you know, 30 other people. And I'm like, man, if you ask me that question, I'm going to lose my bonkers, you know, <laughs> my bonkers, my marbles. I'm going to lose something because I can't take anybody asking me this again. It feels in, yeah. it feels inauthentic. Insincere. It feels yeah. insincere. It feels like you're it just. Is. I don't know. I just don't. And I feel like that's where, I don't know. I think things are yeah. going to be changing. I can't yeah. find my bonkers. <laughs> I lost my bonkers. Okay, Amy, I'm trying to think about the uh, all the things. We talked about ADHD. We talked about executive functions. We didn't talk about time blindness, but maybe next time we can have you. Time back. blindness is a, is a piece of that, right? It's, it's a part. If you have time blindness, you're not going to fix it or change it. No. <laughs> It's not, it's never going to change. You have to plan for it to show up. Mm. I had You're it not yesterday. Grow out of it. Yeah. And when you're more stressed out, your time blindness is, blindness is going to be greater. Mm. All the things you struggle with are going to be more exacerbated when you're overwhelmed or stressed out or under a time constraint. Mm-hmm. I couldn't think of the word. That's okay. <laughs> Um, you know, I want to share ways that people could, um, uh, and, uh, another Matt says depression is a big one, especially for those who work alone at home. So again, just like time blindness, Matt, you need to, I think if it were me, because if I'm working at home alone, I need people. So I need people. And so I have to get out of the house. I have to 
make sure that I have time scheduled in with people where I have real conversations. Mm -hmm. So I know Chris Martin, I have a conversation with him once a month and Paul and I meet on a Saturday. I mean, not in real life, but maybe one day, Paul. Um, And then Megan and I are going to get, you know, it's like I schedule in time with people who are really going to be able to see me and know me. Um, or I can share something and be seen. And sometimes it's about seeing them. It's not always about me too, but I do think if, if depression is for me, if depression is connected to being alone and isolated, Mm -hmm. then I need to make sure I'm doing things every week for me. It's an every week thing that Mm -hmm. are, and maybe it's every day I connect with somebody in a genuine way. Um, but that's important for me. Yes. And if you had just life being happy. Yeah. Well, and every human needs some kind of connection, but if executive functioning is difficult, having the same thing every week is helpful so that you don't always have to plan because Mm. you can get frozen in trying to make the plans and trying to make it happen. Speaking Mm. of time blindness, what time are we we got to go now? So I want to share all your links Great sure, way. no problem. You're you're better at the time than well. Me. You're sharing the links. Um, I I would say so. Matt said something that I just want to read. He said, "Growth is good, but stopping and just being cool with and being content in all the growth I've already done is good too." And I think that's so important. Um, my what I hope that y'all will takeaway is this invitation to see things that are hard for you and f- ways that maybe people have labeled failure or lazy or whatever shamey crappy words they've used difficult um, difficult yeah are you difficult to work with i mean you're probably not you're probably just not being obedient yay oh sorry that's my wild child um but like really to turn towards yourself with kindness and compassion because that's where it starts and reminding yourself like I'm not lazy I'm not difficult I deserve to bring my gifts to the world and and I have gifts to bring to the world and I don't have to bring them in a way that the world says I have to I don't have to jump through the world's hoops to bring my gifts and passions into the world um I don't know. The world's expectations are kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Like we have to shower every day, brush our teeth twice a day, look nice, do all the work, do all the things, cook dinner, eat. Man, I have to keep a toothbrush in my car Hmm. because I'll just forget otherwise. All right. Well, I want to read your um, ways for people to get in touch with you. So wildchildcounseling.com instagram at wildchildatl that's right Mm -hmm. i can't see your face so um oh yeah i'm uh listening to you saying yes or no at on facebook facebook.com slash wildchildcounseling and then if you want to email her directly it's amy amy at wildchildcounseling.com and that's it I super appreciate you coming on and sharing and asking hard questions and answering questions over and over and over for me. Oh, thanks for inviting me. And thanks everybody for showing up. This is 
a topic I love and talking with one of my favorite people who I also love. I love you too. I didn't even get to share any good stories about you. Well, do you have a quick one? (laughs) Y'all can leave now then. (laughs) We have lots of stories. We, I mean, from age 13, we mm-hmm. used to do this across. We were across the way in English, the first class because we had Because she together. wouldn't let us sit next to each other because we'd get in trouble for talking. So then we would do this. I would not say anything, but it sort of looks like I love you. And then I said vacuum, but it sort of looked like I said something else. Right? Vacuum! Yeah. And then we pretend to look at other people, or maybe I just did this, and I would say elephant shoes and vacuum to them, depending on how I felt about them. (laughs) We passed notes, but this was like, she literally had a C. It was like, you know, oh, yeah, there was a whole aisle, but like we couldn't have passed notes. Like she was on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was too far. So, um, but with lots of, we had high school from eighth grade to 12th grade. That was when yeah. our high school, our, our, our no undergrad, school. our under our <laughs> elementary school was kindergarten through seventh grade. Yeah. So it was um, a lot of time, but we had. Um, and, and then they, we sort of lost touch a little in college, but then we kept coming back. Yeah. On and off. It was yeah. awesome. Remember when we wouldn't see each other for a long time and then for like, I don't know, six months or a year and we'd come back together and we'd sort of have changed in these similar ways. It's so great. Yeah. And we still see that. We still do that. We're still changing. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking 50, man. Yeah. Hey, and your birthday's coming up, but it's not today. Today's Sugar's birthday. Oh, sugar. Can't sell sugar without UTA. UTA, that's right. I went to Auburn, War Eagle. Um, Anyway, thank you guys. Next week, I have uh, Natalie Kalbach. She's been on before, but this one, uh, Instagram is wildchildatl, correct? Yes. Um, And uh, Natalie is going to be talking about a sabbatical. We think that a sabbatical is really a solution. I just need to take a break. And sometimes, so I called it the truth about a sabbatical because maybe we're putting too much, mm, maybe we shouldn't put everything into the sabbatical because then then it's just, anyway, don't want to, it, she learned a lot and she did a lot of different things that really helped her. So I can't wait for y'all to hear what she's done and And she's an artist, artist, you know, I mean, she's definitely an entrepreneur and she's had a business, but she's been like a Strathmore artist. When you buy the paper, the Strathmore paper or whatever, she's had her art on that. And she sells stamps and books. She's written books, Northlight books and all kinds of uh, Northlight's like crafty, you know, thing. Anyway, Paul, I was telling her about you. So um Anyway, I was telling her about those Emma Carlisle books. And then I was like, "Mm, I've got some friends or I've got a friend that's a really good publication designer. So anyway, I'm always, uh, I'm your, what do you call? I'm your pimp. I'm your pimp for, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, you're their agent. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm pimping out Paul, but not really, you know, uh, it's so 
I don't have like a pack of paper, but you know, like if you buy a pack of Strathmore, it's just a paper. Maybe y'all don't have it in Norway, but it's just a pack of paper. I mean, they're a paper manufacturer. They also probably make brushes, but mainly they make sketchbooks and like this is a Strathmore Strathmore sketchbook. It's tone tan. I love this one. Anyway, she like sometimes they'll on a pad of paper, not a sketchbook, they'll have like somebody's art, you know, on there as a here's what you could do with our stuff. She's been that before. Anyway, the end. Amy's got to go. Her dog's got to go out. Clearly, Jack's got to go out. Amy, I love you. And everybody love you. else, love y'all too. I hope I see you next week. And um, it's just, oh, Strathmore's. Yeah, I don't know. Maya, I don't know. You know, hey, Maya did that. I don't know. I can't see what you can see. All right, the end. Love you. Look at Jack. Thanks for having me. Bye, everybody. Bye, Amy. Bye, y'all. Bye.